Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. And now we may party! Ba, 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 ba. Let's get this thing cracking. Hi, fans. Probably getting a little rust. Feeling good? We're going to come into this show because we, you know, due to technical incompetence, you know, they, they used to wear those sweat jackets in spring training? See, that pictures in the outfield with those yeah. big, heavy jackets? Keep, keep it warm. Well, they've got loose fat. So we're working the weight off today. At least I am. You look beautiful. How's it going to support you, Jake Jacobs? And Jake, I... First off, great to see you. Great Secondly, to see you as well. I want to apologize to you publicly and for the for the Noah's Bart Nation. Some technical snafus ruined the last recording. I was so sick about it that I had to go seek counseling. But we're back, and I promise the, the bugs have been not only worked out, they've been squashed, quelched, and I have permanent setup now. It's error-free and it's dummy-free, and hopefully more steady content coming your way. We we just wanted to get the audio portion of today's broadcast, but tomorrow, or should I say next week, we're going video too. So it'll be available not only on Spotify, wherever you listen to it, every show will be available, uploaded right onto YouTube, as I have a hotspot. I'll tell you something, that hotspot is a pretty popular, I didn't really know about it. You buy the little box, and you have flowing Wi-Fi wherever you go. Yeah, my wife. She has it. Yeah. They really are a deal. Oh, yeah. Because Comcast coming here and F the whole thing up. I can't even ever have an account again. Yeah, my wife has it everywhere we go. If we need the Wi-Fi, she it's great. pops this thing out, and there it is. Let me ask you something. Go ahead. We'll get to sports. It's a, it's a technical question. we got a lot of things going on in 45 minutes. That's all we got We're going to cram it in 45 minutes. All right. That's, that's 20 times longer than my average sex session. Um... That's sad, but go ahead. Well, you know, what, what, sometimes, well, sad, you, I don't sometimes you've had it. a long day, you just want to get some sleep. I don't even get it. Oh, then who the hell are you busting balls for? Yeah, shut up, Jake. <laughs> shut up, me. Uh, how come in this technical day and age, when there's everything is so faster and easier to access, that the cable bills keep going up and up and up? Don't you think that they would go down due to the, the ease and speed of getting Cable TV to your house? To be honest with you, I don't look at the bill. My wife handles it. If I don't hear her complaining, that means everything's okay. Because it used to be a monthly basis. Sure. She'd call call me from upstairs and go, get down here. What the hell is this going on with Comcast? Absolutely. You get on the phone with them and straighten this out. And it's always a nightmare. Comcast, I don't care if it's Comcast. I don't. Care. I still call them store. Just be a dick. Remember store? Store, store or cable. These have orange trucks. Uh, Anyways, yeah. I, I, that's a, a cable TV joke. Um, they don't. Every I'm an electrician in another life. Everywhere I go, Jake, and I've said this before, people hate their cable company. They hate Everyone, their phone company. Frontier, across Time the board, Warner, whatever. And they don't there. change the service or or the customer service or prices. It's a pain they just in the change butt. the fucking name. So Al's Bar and Grill is the Al's Bar and Grill sucks. It's a horrible place. Just change it to Joe's. Don't change the service or food. Just change the name. People will try it then, but yeah. then realize it's the same old shit. And the Verizon and Xfinity, but Xfinity is Verizon, but it's really Comcast. Pick a goddamn name and go with it and improve your fucking service because I got a newsflash. IPTV and Wi-Fi is getting different ways you can get it. I'm going to I'm gonna be in bed, giggity, so, so to speak, with a new Gear TV. I, I'll go ahead and give you the name of it, and I'll let you know how it goes. And if I if it is what it, if it is as advertised, every sports fan will be giving their ITs to say, Ozzy, how do I get it? Every two months that I've seen you, so let's say it's once a week, eight times, yeah. you have another thing of uh, some sort of TV, cable, computer thing yeah. that you're go- you, is going to blow my mind, and then the next week you're on to another one. 
What he just said. That was my Darth Vader going, going. If this is a chancellorship, where is the ambassador? You're not a big Star Wars guy, or are uh, you? I'm more of a, a Star Trek than a Star oh. Wars. I see them all, but you uh, have Netflix. Yeah, of course. All 176 Star Treks, whenever you need them. Not Episode Nine, Deep Space Anus. I like one Star Trek. Kirk, Spock, shut her down. Oh no, no, you're absolutely. I don't want to see Next Picard, Generation or anything bullshit. like that. No, no I like Kirk. The and original. Spock. That's although, it. although the first three Star Trek movies from the '80s were good. Yeah. Star Trek right. Four, where they were in San Francisco, Church in Wales. That was it. I, th- I threw up during the movie. No, I don't watch the the Star Treks you want now. Are the ones that went back to the beginning? Yes. With uh, Kirk as a young, the two kid. young actors who look like him. All of them. Bones, Scotty. They all look like. And That's play the, the only other Star Trek I do accept. I love it because those actors are great. The, They're great. The Spock is spot on. The Kirk is great. And you, I saw the first two. I haven't. Is there a third one? Probably. I think there are three. If they're going to keep on making shitty movies, Spider-Man's been done. Keep the Star Treks rolling our way. So we're we're filled, because of the coronavirus out there. Oh my because God. I, you know, you really don't know what to make of it. You don't. But I know this, or I feel it in my gut, and I'm not playing Dr. Trump here, that it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. It's spread every day. There's another area of the country, another state, another right here. city. It's at Sarasota Military School. It's at Doctor's <laughs> Hospital. I didn't hear that. That's a new one on me. Yeah, military had, School? The Sarasota ah. Military School, right near the Publix I am, How which I have a lot of uh, young kids work there. The teachers come in and shop. They had two uh, a boy and his mother were quarantined. Well, as you stated, you're not a doctor and you don't play one on the radio? How is this thing, if there's no contact, is it just floating through the air? Yes. From, that's, that's how we're getting it. Or it's if it lands on a, uh, your table, like the table we're at now, and I touch the table, the virus can be there for about a week. So what you're saying so is... So you take it and then touch your face or whatever and... You don't have to be in any contact with anyone who even has it. It's just floating through the air as we speak? Well, yes. I mean, I, you have to this be... If weird, somebody man. sneezes near you, even with a mask, and it come in contact with your body, Ooh. you can be affected by it. I didn't now, know that. Yeah, and it like, supposedly lasts about a week on, so if it's on your body or your shirt, it will be there for about a week before it dissipates. So what, so, you're, what you're saying is, why shouldn't everybody in the world now wear masks and stay out of the public well, eye? They say the mask, you really have to have more of the... Um, Commercial type mask with the filters. I'm getting and just a basic basic mask. But I went uh, I went to Walmart the other night. The everything is exhaust. cleaned out. I'm at Publix. All the sanitary wipes and Purell. And I know. All that is I out. went down to your Publix. I had to buy some uh, those Kotex mini pads and just put them on my face. They it's said, the only thing I could find. Well, they said the reason for the mask is not to protect from um, the a virus coming on you. It's from you touching your face. If the mask is there, you're not going to touch your nose or mouth about, or anything like that. How about other body parts? Because I like to scratch my so ass no, currently. This is, I mean, in a way... I, it's scary, I, man. It's almost biblical. I, I mean, epidemic, pandemics, they happen. Um, and people this, die, and it, we don't know how quickly it's going to go. We don't know how long it's going to take a year, a year and a half before they you know, solidify some wait. sort of uh, remedy for it. It all came from a bad bat or something in the Chinese market? Well, that's a, that's a possible rumor. Conspiracy. Would you go on a cruise right now? No. Would you go on a flight right now? Well, here's the thing. I my son's wedding's coming up on March 22nd. We got family coming from England, family in New Jersey, friends from Jersey, Philadelphia, Apparently and I my... don't know if they're going to be able to make it. It's crazy. I hope I'll. Be I don't okay know. To make... I, I... Apparently, my <laughs> invitation has been lost in the mail. 
Uh, Would this be the lovely Josh? Yes. No, I was going to say, Aaron, that playboy's not ready to lock something down yet, is he? Well, My hero? He's got a girlfriend in L.A. uh, that he's been with since high school, and they can't seem to separate, which is fine with me because I love the girl. Well, so hopefully that it works mean? out one day. You might pick up the slack? What, I, it's fine with no, you. No, I mean, I'd like him, to, you know, sure. but she doesn't want to come back to Sarasota. She loves L.A. Yeah, he, and he's too involved with his world of radio. Well, he's, uh, he's a very important man. Yes. Yeah, so he's he, the voice of Tampa Bay. He can't give it up yet. You I mean, know? I, it's one thing to just gravy train or just stick around a sports station long enough they throw you a show. Okay, anybody, not anybody can do that. It takes a very talented guy, and he is that. But to, co- to run a morning show of news across the board where it's local politics, I asked him that day, I go, when do you start researching? Like, you research 12 hours a day to know uh, city council meetings, to know con- Congress uh, bills and, uh, and, and pr- uh, tax appraisers. It's, it's got to be mind-boggling how the, what kind of research he's got to do. I, and I said, did Jack Harris do all that research? He goes, what do you think? I just lob himself, boss. But Jack's a pro. He's a Hall of Famer. Jack All is. Uh, Jack is. I've met uh, him several occasions. What forty years? Him and he, uh, he's on the Mount Rushmore of Tampa Bay media. No, there's no doubt about it. You know, he was. Uh, the, I think he was the. He and Dick Crippen were the original play-by-play guys. I know Dick Crippen was for the seventy-six bucks, but I know Jack Harris was involved as far back as you can remember as well. So, good. Uh, congratulations to Josh. Hi, kid. Actually, I think he may be the more talented of the two. You put out some some strong genes, my friend. <laughs> Well, thank you. What happened to your link? Oh, I kid! Stop it! Stop it! Oh, I kid! So I got. I was propping you up to the L Square. I said, you know something? Because you, what a gentleman! You checked in to see how my gig went. Absolutely. And I said, damn it, that chick. This was after the story I just told you of complete and utter uh, respect for myself and the domain and everything about my person. And I said, God. Damn that Jake Jacobson calls and checks in on me to see how my gig went. Absolutely. Well, look, I, I, once I saw you really play in person and the showmanship and the expertise and the just professionalism that you uh, that you exude at all times, I'm fascinated with well, what you can do in your talent. My man, it's an old adage: practice pays off. And I've been I reinvented the way I played because I didn't like the way I played. I said I'm going to start over again. And that's what I've been doing. I practice literally five to six hours a day. As you can see, the carpal tunnel is just setting in. But I found a nice uh, compression sleeve, which uh, alleviates all the pain. Regardless, I've revamped all my equipment. We've been practicing nonstop, even with all the bullshit with the personnel problems. I shined like a freaking diamond. And let me tell you something. Every hot shot in town was there. And I couldn't hit a sour note if I tried. And I, I made mention I put some money into some lights and stage stuff. I told Lori, and you watch me, buddy. It's all going to be right on me. I just want the only spotlight fog. Well, why you are? Why shouldn't it be? I'm not to sound conceited. God damn it. If, you, if you're good, flaunt it. Damn right. It ain't cocky. It's confident. Was there a cr- nice crowd there? Huge crowd. They give you ovations? Fucking, you kidding me? Girls would want to, men wanted to be with me and girls wanted to be with me. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, you know that expression. Yes. So I was very, very, it's nice. You know, the frustration that we go through down here, I go through sometimes. We have the knock it out of the park home run, and then the stupidest thing trips us up, and then the whole day is ruined. And a couple of sour gigs, but this is now three great gigs in a row. But that was the high point. What Might have been my best. It's four hours, buddy. Four long sets. And I, it was just got better and better and better and better. It's like an athlete. You play one game, you say, you know what? My whole life. Yeah. Today, everything clicked. I never had a better game 
physically, mentally, emotionally, and then, you know, and that's, I and guess, the way he's an it. artist. Yeah, you are as an, an artist. An actor, too. You an might actor, step on the a stage. golf, a, a radio guy. You're thinking, I'm going for that perfect show. I've never had the perfect show. I've had great ones. I've had horrible ones. We both have got, you, you're going to do that. In the words of the old GM at 1280, the first show's like a waffle. You throw it out, you try it again. <laughs> it's true. But your first show is any an actor or musician. You have trouble, but you learn from your mistakes, and you get better and better and better. And the people who don't get better, they they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But not everybody can be a pro, a star. I'm not saying I'm a star. I'm saying hard work paid off last Friday Absolutely. night. And I sat there on Saturday shining like a diamond thinking, I don't care what anybody. I better get a manager and change the personnel around me because I need bigger gigs. All right, enough about praising ourselves. Jesus Christ, uh, the show's over now. Yeah. See you next week. What do we call? Oh, no hope it's for it. <laughs> Stroking Ozzie Egos with Jake and Ozzy. We've had a couple of mishaps. We had two shows that really didn't run because of uh, well, era. Just, just the one show last week. Well, and f- we missed the, part of the show before The one before, that. The, oh, that's right. When the uh, went to Conway Twitty, I tried to cover <laughs> it with the humor. I promise there's a, we are locked and loaded. No more it's ins and outs and ins and outs. The permanent yeah. solution is, is with us. So I do want to I tell do you thank something, people though. for listening. Uh, uh, spring training games are well underway now. Yes. And uh, I am going to a game uh, just as a regular fan on Tuesday, March 10th at Ori- at Ed Smith Stadium to see the Orioles. I'm trying to remember. I think they played the Rays. but this, this coming Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. But this Saturday. I'll be there too. Two days from today. Yes. One o'clock. I've never been, you know, I'm a Met fan. I've right. never been, to, and I, you know, we have so many local teams in the Arrows, specifically McKechnie Field and the Pirates and, oh, and Edsport Stadium. But uh, I'm going to the uh, Rays-Braves game at the Atlanta Stadium in, in Northport slash Venice. It's right at the tip. Yeah. And, I'll you be know, a- and you know what I'm doing? What? I'm doing the take me out to the ball game. Oh, you got to be freaking kidding me. I'm Harry Carey. Are they going to announce you? Are they going to say something about the podcast? I, By God, they better. I can ask them. Well, what are they going to announce to us? Longtime talk show host? Correct. Gravy training father of a successful <laughs> sons? I kid. Wife, a husband of a successful wife? Yeah. You're, come on, you got to give them a nugget. Well, I don't, I don't want to bombard them. Well, you're right. You don't want a 15-minute resume. resume. <laughs> where, where before you know it, I can't do the take. Local the legend game. of TV and radio. Well, you know what you ought to have is maybe I'll get you some, just print up some cards with the podcast name on it so you can hand them out if you're having a signing after the event. <laughs> well, apparently, well, you. though, I, I spoke How did to this the, all come about? Well, you know people, and I know people. You do know people. And they want to do, they want to get local people that's been involved in the community in whatever endeavor they were in, and in my case, radio and TV, and come out there and do the game. Well, do the take me out to the ball got, game. They got so, everybody lined up for this season. I'll speak about you, <laughs> I all right? I've already got my Saturday booked. I'm singing for the Ringling Redskins peewee division <laughs> and also scoring. <laughs> First down to Redskins, third and seven. So anyway, I asked my friend who got me involved with this, who works for the Braves, and I said, well. Hey, Karen. I, I, his name is Jim Clark. He used to work at ABC7. He, he runs around the country for, the, I forget which network, maybe ESPN or one of them. Yeah. Uh, doing, uh, he's a director, the TV director of, uh, of uh, you know, Football games and basketball t- games in college. Sure. So now he's working for the Braves as well. So he's the one who's called me up and said, I'd love for you to do it. I think it'd be great. So I said to him, All right, well, you know, how are you going to announce me? He said, I'll announce you as a former sports talk show host, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, What about, you know, will people be able to see me? Because I'm thinking, 
you know, I did this with the Scott and Jake show for the uh, minor league team in Ed Smith where I came out with the Budweiser girls and I did take me out to the ball game on the dugout. So I said, wow. can we do something like that? He goes, no, 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 it doesn't work that way. But From the booth. apparently they have a video screen up there and they'll have a camera on me like Whoa. they did with Harry Carey while I do take me out to the ball game. Don't forget to give them the, the, the iconic a one, a two. Absolutely. Yeah, that way it sets everyone off, including yourself and the organist. If they have an organist. Well, apparently they have a lead-in. Okay. So when I get there, they'll tell me, they'll show me what leads into the song, so I'll have a better idea. Because I want to say, hey, everybody, stand up. This is iconic time. A one, a two, a three. Take. You need that dramatic pause. So we all start on the same thing. You ever been, and everybody's off singing it? That drives me berserk, too. Oh, yeah, in different parts. That drives me crazy. Everybody, it's, like, it's not it was, that hard of a song. It was like the wave. You want the wave, wave in uniform, uh, yeah, you got in unison, it. where it comes across and it's your turn. You don't want people it's standing up the wrong up time. like a pop, a pogo yeah. show. How hard are you? You really got to be an imbecile to screw the wave up. Here it comes. Here, oh, damn, I missed it. Yeah. Damn it. Here it I'm up. Ah, oh, premature wavulation. Well, that's exciting, Jake. What but is that now? That's a Saturday, March 7th. So if you're listening. This today, Saturday. It's March 5th right now, Thursday, if you're listening uh, to it. Who are they playing? Uh, it's a Raves against the Braves. So Raves? Great. Yes. I might have to go down there. It's. I'd love to see it, Jake. Well, maybe I can get I you up s- in the uh, press box with me. I'd say you're... <laughs> Since you're not invited to the wedding, I might as well invite oh! you. To <laughs> oh! How about I sing at the wedding? So whatever you're... If you're, if you're hearing this well, on Thursday the 5th or Friday the 6th or the morning of the 7th, and you're hearing that I'm doing Take Me Out to the Ball Game at the new Braves Park in Northport. Yes. Come on down. You'll see me live. Awesome, Jake. That's good for you, man. All right. That's like Fernandez once a year throws out a pitch for the Orioles and, and Pirates. and uh, Nobody showed up? Oh, they boo him. They, did they really? They, no, they don't boo him. Because he's, he's a cancer survivor and noted mass hole. You see that? He, yes, <laughs> but we love him. Oh, my and God. I'm glad he's I around. told you the show uh, was two weeks old now. But he's a great columnist, columnist by the yeah, way. He really him, is. He used to cover pro sports. Did you know that? He covered pro sports, allegedly. It's very hard for me to understand these guys who write these unbelievable stories on uh, high school players in the area. But right. they do. They do a great job with it. I said he was going to come over last Sunday. He goes, I, gotta, I, I can't make it over for dinner. I said, what, did a uh, an orphan... Uh, Shot putter down in Northport. Just break the state record. I'll see you tomorrow. He's a good guy. But uh, he, we had a show that was very content, contentious with one Leo Haggerty where he wouldn't shut up and stop bitching that the, no one wants to come to the Buccaneers. They're not going to sign anybody. It's either Winston or the highway. Well, to segue topics, I think that Arians, from what I'm reading, and here's another thing I'll preface this with, everything you read and hear is bullshit. Nobody is speaking. No, who's talking? No teams are talking. This is all speculation. Uh, from an inside source, I hear that Arians loathes Winston. An inside source says the Bucks are going to kick the tires but go back to Winston. Everything is BS. And then the, the topic du jour, because every day it's a new topic. How about this one? This one actually might have some legs. Garoppolo back to New England for a first-round pick. They signed Brady for a two-year deal in the Patriots and send him out there. That would be... He, if there's anywhere he wants to go, it, it, he well, grew up a Niners fan. I saw an article. Uh, I didn't read it, but it had something to do with Brady going to uh, to San Francisco. And I was thinking, all right, maybe it gives Garoppolo time to sit back and learn from Brady. But this makes yeah. sense for him to go back to New England and 
And Brady ends up his career as he was a San Francisco fan. Absolutely, grew up in a lot. Well, there you go. Uh, right so outside it does of there, make sense. Although the for me, I'll still say it is he's a Hall of Famer. You can arguably the greatest quarterback ever with all the rings and the records and all that. He gave money away, basically took less money to have people come in. He's a team player, absolutely. But he's now if you're going to pay him thirty million dollars, it would be New England because of all of what he has done. If San Francisco is going to give up. Garoppolo back to New England and pay him $30 million. He's not the man, not even close to the man as a quarterback that he once was. No, I wouldn't it, trust him. They'd be crazy to give up on Garoppolo. It, yeah, because it, Brady's a one-year, maybe, maybe two tops. But maybe two tops. But that doesn't mean he's going to bring him a championship. Not at all. He is not the play. He doesn't throw as hard. He doesn't throw as deep. His thought process is not as quick. His As much as he's a pocket passer, had basically no mobility, he has less than that now. I say, as we sit here right here, the team with the bet makes the best sense is the San Diego Chargers, the L.A. Chargers, going into the new stadium. They've got a lot of money to spend. They don't have Rivers anymore. He's they gone. don't have Rivers and Tom Brady, if you wanted to have the biggest media market in the country, my God, every game on the home and road would be sold out. They'd sell, they'd shatter the jersey sales in one day. They'd sell every t- ticket or go into the stadium as a red-headed, ugly stepchild of the Rams with 30,000 people in a brand-new stadium because that's what they're going to look at without, they're going to have no Rivers and no Brady. Did Rivers sign with anybody? No, and that's all bullshit, too. He's never said a word about Tampa Bay. That's all speculation. And in my for my money, he's very he has Winston like t- tendencies. He's an oh, old white oh, Winston. Oh, oh, Get rid of him. I don't need him. No, I look. I thought Rivers had a terrific career. He, he did. Was, like Eli Manning, although he didn't win a championship, Rivers he is a borderline type of Hall of he Famer. Is. Gaudy but, yeah, numbers. He throws some really as all questionable, uh, but more so than the average really good quarterback. So if, if a gonna, lot of bad passes. And if you're going to move on from Jameis, you better go the polar opposite. I watched the uh, some of the combine this morning highlights from the combine. Boy, that Justin Hebert—he's all that in a bag of chips. He's a big guy. He is a big guy. Some some of the projections. Mel Kiper does has him still available at fourteen. I think he's he's available. The well, Bucks got to take before uh, this year in Burroughs, Basically, Herbert was the number one quarterback coming out. Now he had probably maybe not a. Um, uh, a Dan Marino type last year college of Pittsburgh, which brought his ratings down. Of course, a Hall of Fame quarterback. But I watched Justin Herbert uh, the last couple of games into the uh, into their bowl game. And the guy's a stud. And he also has the ability, he's big and strong, to get out of the pocket and take right. it upfield. Maybe not as well as the Burroughs, but he's damn good. He uh, comes in with the same crack that Peyton Manning. I remember this when Peyton Manning came into the league. Never lined up behind center his entire career. You could say that about a lot of quarterbacks yeah. coming into college. Is, coming yeah. out of college, coming into the NFL. Okay, so he's not there. I, this Jordan Love, I watched him throw the ball he looks like a, a unpolished stone i would say sir clear he had almost as many picks as inter- interceptions playing for uh utah state and he set the all-time touchdown record i said whose record did he break donny osmond i mean i'm, I'm not touching that guy with a 10-foot pole from from alabama has a weenie arm which i well, put from, on display you know from uh squeaky from from i thought what is from his freshman year was going to be a great quarterback but if you look at his stats this year, last year he had a great stats. This year they were subpar, but there's something to me that's missing. There's something, yeah. If you saw his his, his workout, there's definitely something missing. He's got a he's not no zip on the ball. Right. He doesn't have a lot of. He came in thin, which is not good for a quarterback. You know, his stock has fallen, and I don't know why. He's he's not that small, six one two twenty. 
All he did was win a national championship and put up 58 touchdowns with four interceptions, and that's when Jalen Hurts. He's available in the third round. Are you crazy? He is worth the risk. He's a winner. He's a runner. He can throw. How about this? And in this new NFL we live in, he's the only the third player in, in college football history to have 100 touchdowns running and 100 to, or accounted for 100 touchdowns in one season in college football. He's a, he's a, only behind Tebow, uh, Lamar Jackson, and uh, someone else who escapes the uh, Kirk or Cam Newton. I mean, you can I mean, look that's, at, a, that's pretty good company. You can look at him as a Deshaun Watson type player. Somebody's going to get a steal in a third round. He is worth You're crazy. I'd take Absolutely. him in the second. Absolutely. And then, you know what you do if I'm the Buccaneers? I get a running back, I get a quarterback, and then lineman, 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 and more linemen. And just uh, bolster both sides. I'll tell you how, because I, I watched, a, I mean, I get a little bit bored watching the combines. I mean, it's, I, it's brutal. It's it's tough, but, you know, you look at most of these guys, especially if you're looking at cornerbacks and safeties and linebackers uh, and some of the receivers and running backs, they're built like Adonis's. They're all built, they look great. If a guy runs a four 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 three, that's fantastic. What is he on in pads? What is he with a football in You're, his arms? That's great. That's you a know? great point. That's a great point. It's a whole different story. So he can jump and and, and his vertical leap is you know four feet. As what my is friends, he in pads? at their Joe Buck's fan point out, they call it underwear football. I mean, you and I could go throw the ball around, look pretty decent in shorts and, yeah. and in his tennis shoes. And catching a exactly. ball where a guy's covering you, okay, that's good. But how about a head-on about collision with a linebacker or a free safety that's about to take off your head? Why don't Is they the take... guy going to catch the ball? That's a brilliant point, Jake. Bravo. They should get some guys who are like practice squad guys, defensive linemen, pat them up, it's and let's that... see these kids really how they're going to play because that's the difference. I mean, that's why... There's how many quarterbacks drafted every year, and maybe one or two actually make it, if that. You get a sense. I mean, of course, there's a sense from college you're getting hit. But you're play, most of these college kids who might even be really good players are not being drafted, or if they're drafted, they're not making the squad. So they're playing at a level that is different than the NFL. The speed of the game, the contact of the game, all that is very, very Absolutely. different. A lot of money is involved in this. And if you think a receiver is going to go over the middle after he gets clocked one time, what's his next time over the middle? Is he going to drop the ball? Is he going to shy away from it? These are things we don't know until you get to that level. And I sure as hell wouldn't, uh, I'd have a lot more confidence in a guy coming out of the SEC getting hammered by these pro-looking players than somebody from the Mountain West playing for oh, from Utah State who well, they play. Well, that's the thing. If you look at also in, in an analogy to college basketball, there is a system. I guess football has a system too. Some guys don't fit the system. They stay there the three or four years. They get drafted and they become studs because they're playing more in a system that is relates to their ability. Kind of like an Alabama quarterback. What yeah. was the last quarterback that came out of Alabama that succeeded on the pro level? Joe Namath? I mean, because they're saying this to a kid, might go number well, Stabler was after him. Stabler was after him. But, yes, him. there are guys who have won national championships with Alabama. J.J. McCarron. Yeah. yeah they've, I mean, they, well, he was never really given much of a shot. But, I mean, they've had Heisman-winning quarterbacks who, who were drafted, but they just don't pan out. I guess when you have that much talent around you, Anybody can succeed. So you Maybe look, that's it. You, do, you can look at the Mountain West, say, poo-poo it, but there is some talent there that is going to get drafted even later in the later rounds. Yeah, of course. And they're going to become studs. Doug What's Martin came out of Boise State. Who's, but uh, then so did Jeremy McNichols. Running, but- running backs to me are a little bit different story. That I, You know, you very rarely, unless there's some really no 
no-brainer stud out there, and there are. A lot of these guys come, you never even heard of them, yeah. like, like a Doug Martin, but other players that are even better than him in the pros that you get in the third or fourth round, because that becomes studs. And, you know, remember they, they, about for a five-year stretch there, Jake, no running backs were taken in the first round. It was, yeah. They're disposable. Yeah. Like Dixie Cups. You use two years, you get another one. I mean. If that's still the case, this Jonathan Tyler, my buddy Leo Haggerty, and your, your buddy as well, he told me Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Of course, Fernandez went through the roof, but he was screaming at everybody, including <laughs> walkers by. I had to get him out of here. He had to be restrained. What was yeah. his feelings on Taylor? He hates everything and everybody. A That's great his feelings Wisconsin on everyone. Play. So Wisconsin, Jake, uh, Taylor is a, Wisconsin's always known for running backs. For running backs. And now they're also known for big corn-fed uh, blo- uh, offensive linemen. linemen as well. Yep. But uh, <laughs> this harkens back to a college football Saturday. My phone rings about 8 a.m. and I see it's Leo. I go, hey, Leo, what's up? And I'm standing in Cornfield, Wisconsin. I go, okay, I'll ask. Why? He goes, I'm up here for a wedding. Going to, <laughs> going to Badgers game today. So he got a front close look. And uh, I'm not going to call him uh, Ostradamus, but he, he, Leo likes somebody. They generally come to fruition, and he loved this kid. And he, he they got him ris- listed as fifth best running back as far as the NFL Network and the gurus that be. I mean, he broke every record oh, of yeah. every great running back. I, I would take because they're going to need both. I would sign a, a free agent, decent, a veteran, and bring in a, a, a high. First, maybe a third round, second to third round running back, and then just go all defense or offensive linemen. Now we don't have Wi-Fi today, and that's uh, that's why I'm, I'm not saying it to get mad at you. We just don't have it. I'd like to look up to see the other running backs that now, are rated. There's a kid from Florida State uh, who's they're a, rated who's, higher than Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's his fifth best. I thought he was the uh, hand and shoulders the best running back in the he's cream fast, of the crop. He's fast. He's quick. He's he's not afraid of contact. And you get a fresh kid with fresh legs. What are the? I was going to uh, call you earlier in the week. What do you make of the Le'Veon Bell wants out of New York and he could be had on the cheap if you wait, pick wait, up his... Wait, 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 wait. Where'd you... I read the post every day. I didn't read anything like yeah, that. I was floating around earlier in the week. That's what I'm saying. It's all speculation and somebody wants to get a byline or their name on TV. They float out a hunk of crap. How about last week? What's the Fox Network guy had not only Tom Brady, but Antonio Brown joining him in Tampa? Well, they just make stuff up. Did you, by the way, talking about the... Uh, <laughs> NFL. Do you watch uh, Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm? Second greatest show ever. Maybe did better. Did you see than, this better, week's one? On I did Sunday? not. So you don't know about it, do no, you? No, I gotta catch it. Let me. Can I give you a quick synopsis? Lay it on. We'll me. move on. Yes. Larry David is a. If you didn't know this, is a huge Jet fan. Yes. And Seinfeld and him are buddies. They're both big Met fans as well. Sure. The Curb Your Enthusiasm. I won't give anything away other than that. Then it's based on one of his friends who is a, also a nutty uh, Jet fan, and something happens in regards... Not, but, the, not Big Larry, uh, Big... Uh, no, you, no. Big nobody you've seen, nobody okay. that had seen before on Curb Your Enthusiasm. A recognizable name, though? Uh, no. No, but he is a big Jet fan, and the basis of the story of Curb Your Enthusiasm is what happens to this guy who is a big Jet fan... And something to do with Levy and Bell out for the season with an injury, and he's freaked out because they had just signed him. You know, this is based on yeah. last year. So watch this past Sunday's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Absolutely. It's terrific. I got to kind of hunt and peck to find it because I don't have HBO, but I got a hot source to get. Find it! To get a source for it. When I get my Gear TV, I'm going to be talking about if it. If not, uh, come on my house, I'll pull it up and let you watch it. All right. It's or fantastic. Maybe videotape it. Give me a, send me a cassette tape copy. It's also, it's also based on the guy's wife. Who supposedly has a, magi- a magic? He called. They call it a magical vagina. The, 
Who does? The guy, the wife? Who, the guy oh. who was freaked out about the Jets, who's a nutcase fan. Oh, I gotcha. They were at a, a restaurant, and he talks about, you know, they were talking about sex, and he goes, eh, getting it maybe once in a week. And he's an older <laughs> man than the wife, but he said, he goes, that's the thing I don't understand. She has a magical m- a vagina. I'm and a- you know that Larry David hears that. He is, fu- you know, oh, he is in tune and focused to explain what a magical t- uh, vagina must as be like. As great as Seinfeld was, it was tame because it was a TV show. But I, I do like Seinfeld better overall. This Larry David is brilliant, but it's like a knot in the stomach the whole show. From what I understand, there's no script. It's all I'd live. Well, they, they have ha- an idea. They have a premise. Yes. And, of course, there has to be certain things that have to be noted right. because they'll say certain names and stuff. Of course. But, yes, the actual premise is uh, is out there, but they ad-lib the show. Do you have a theory, Jake? I have a theory. People who don't like Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm, I got qu- to question their, their intelligence. Yeah. I, what, I, what do you like? I like that uh, CSI Miami. It, it what is, the fuck is wrong with you? You must, are you that dense that you wouldn't? I don't want that stuff. I work with a guy who goes, I hate that Steinfeld show. I go, Steinfeld. Steinfeld. No, it's Steinfeld. I go, you must be, re- they must have misspelled it all these years. <laughs> if you, and I'm not one of these, but you don't like what I like, that you're an idiot. Across the board, everyone I know loves that show. It and the is, people that I don't know are a little, well, I, it is, I, it is literally real life. Black, stuff. white, gay, straight, it any is walk of life. Anything. Yes. I if mean, you don't Seinfeld, get that show, then. What, you, you need to get checked into. Seinfeld was way ahead of its time, and of course, Larry David was the main writer for that. And almost everything he goes through in that show has happened to me in real life. Pissing in a garage. Everything he says, uh, we might not say it, but we think it. Everything. Everything. Uh, somebody said something. Remember when George he had a, the garage he held up against the woman because she insulted him at a party, and he has to go get the thing or the or the line the this jerk store called. You're their best. Who hasn't gone in an argument and thought? Damn it! I got the right thing to say now, and you got you can't say it because you, your time window is passed. Everything you can relate to, I can. I'll tell you one of my favorite Seinfeld episodes was yes. when Costan, and it made so much sense because he said, "My life sucks. Everything I do is wrong. I'm going to do everything yeah. opposite of what I normally would do." And his whole life churned around. And I remember his, the first thing he did. He went up to the. They were in the their usual the diner deli, yeah. in the diner. The he goes diner, up to the g- girl and he introduced himself. He goes. I have no job and I'm living with I'm, my parents. And the girl says, "Hi." Oh. <laughs> well, she goes, "George, the girl's looking at you." What? You're at the counter. He goes, "Hi." I couldn't help but notice you having the same lunch as me. Yeah. Hi, I'm George Costanza. I'm 35 <laughs> years old, unemployed. And I live with my parents. Hi, I'm Sheila. She kicks the chair out to sit down. How about the best it was, ever? It was so I got great. an interview with the Yankees. The Yankees, the New York Yankees, Jerry. So he goes in. It's a Steinbrenner, yeah. Mr. Steinbrenner, this is the, the, the candidate I was telling you about. Nice to meet you. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> and he argues, I think he said something about some there stupid trade. You can give away your talent. all to glorify your freaking giant ego. Hire this Hire man. man. <laughs> and you know the voice with Steinbrenner, uh, Steinbrenner was. David. Yeah. Yeah. Those, that show is, what, 25 years old now? It's well, as it fresh 19... today as it ever was. I think it started early in 1988. 90s. Yeah, late 80s, early 90s. 1988, I think. And like most shows, the first year was eh. But once they hit the groove, I mean, the, the, well, I they, couldn't wait for Thursday night yes, at 9 o'clock. It's, it is still... And wh- then I watched, it was on TBS for like 15 years from 6 to 7. Jake, my whole entire evening was planned around a 6 to 7. Seinfeld viewing, and I'll watch him again and again, and I'll watch him tonight at 11 to 12. Now you got to find Curb Your Enthusiasm this past Sunday. I will. It was, 
a classic. Yeah, there's brilliant people on this. Richard Lewis is hilarious on this. Show. Well, he's a big part of this show. Larry Garland. This one. Larry is it Garland. Uh, Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland. He's also part of. I don't know if you watch, but I do religiously. It's his sixth year. The Goldbergs. The Goldbergs. Is that a remake of the it's old? Ba- show? No, it's based on a uh, real life. The uh, the guy. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, it's he's a Goldberg. It's a Goldberg family. It's a Jewish family for, out of Philadelphia, and it's based on his family's life. And Jeff Garland plays the father of uh, the. Uh, he's the Goldbergs, and it's just, it's just a very fun, good humorous show. He he produced a, a movie, a very little known movie where With he's Jeff a, Garland. Yes, he was an actor, and he's walking around the streets of Chicago. He's a Chicago guy. He lives with his mother, and he wanted the part of Ernest Borgnine in that movie that he wanted. I could see that. And uh, the Sarah Silverman, the uh, the comedian, is in yeah, the movie, I know. and she's a waitress, and they kind of flirt, and she goes. You ever have a hoagie shack? What's that? And he just plays a goofy Chicago and walk up by Wrigley Field every day. She goes, it's when you, you know, between the between the knockers there. He goes, I haven't tried that. I'd like to maybe try it sometime, though. <laughs> you should. It's a lot of fun, a hoagie shack. She was brilliant in it, but he's a funny guy. And it's a very sad movie because he wants to, he lives alone with his mother, and he wants to play the uh, Marty. It's a, it's, a, it's a famous movie with Ernest Borgnine, Marty. Arnie, something like that. Where is uh, Cliff Rolls when you need him? I guarantee you, but know the end. Uh, no doubt. Mikhail's Navy. That was where Ernest Borgnine really, that I right. remember him most from. This was a, He won an Oscar for this movie. Okay. So check that out if this weekend along with that. That's one thing about the internet. You can watch any movie ever made. All right, let's move on to the uh, spring training. So you're going to go to the Sunday, Saturday? Saturday's game, Rays and Braves at the Braves' new ballpark. And, uh, and then Tuesday, I go to Ed Smith Stadium. So I'm getting my fill of... A little spring training. I've watched some of the Met games. I haven't seen any other games. Again, I don't take a lot of stock. Uh, I might want to see a few young players that I'm hearing coming up through the minor leagues, but pitchers are working on certain things. They're not letting it all out. They're not throwing, you know, 40% curveballs or anything like that. They're just working out the kinks. Players are playing a batter or two, and then they're sitting down. They don't want to get injured. It's more about whether or not I want to see a high-prospect player who might make the team or they're going to know, send him down, but you know he might be up at some point in the season. My biggest interest, other than seeing the, the your team or what have you, because I'll go to a Rays game with a totally different attitude than go to a Pirates-Orioles uh, right, game. Right. Pirates-Orioles game, I go too because I want to smell the ballpark. That's it. The clubs popping. Have a beer and a hot dog. Absolutely. Just, there's nothing like the The experience the of the game. When you go to the game of your team, you're more focused you're on focused the game. You're focused on, you want to see who has, what's the third string outfielder look like. Right. What's the, what's the relief pitchers look like. And then by the, it was killed me, but... The two things you can count on, if you don't wear sunscreen, you're going to get fried Dead. like an egg because you've been inside or you haven't been out in the sun for six hours all year, for the last three or four months. So I know better now. When I was a kid, I'd go down to Payne Park downtown. My pasty ass would get bubbly burnt. Yeah, I, I didn't that. even care. I didn't even care. I was the biggest rat, park rat you ever. I would go into the dugout after the game shake. I'd rip off the, the uh, batting card off the wall. I stole baseball gloves from Bill Allman and Chet Lemon underneath the fence. If you were, if you've never, if you live in this area or any any area in Florida or in Arizona that has spring training games, and you haven't visited, you're missing something. It's Absolutely. a different aspect. Every single seat is a great seat, whether you're in the picnic area or you're in the top deck, which is maybe thirty rows up. You know, if you were in any so, other stadium no in a big in a big uh, yeah, major league ballpark, one hundred twenty bucks. Be unbelievable. Yeah, um, I don't know if this. I mentioned this in the last show that never made it to the air airwaves, but I heard Stu Sternberg on with Pat Donovan at FanFest. You tell and me that. Yes. Big, yeah, yeah. big kudos to Pat because he said 
I couldn't disagree with you more about your opinions of Tampa. It's the second or third fastest growing town in America. What's the, who's to say in 2028 there's not another two or three million people here? To, so to say that we've exhausted every possibility and it'll never work in Tampa, I think that's very narrow-sided. I can't tell. You know, they have ways of stats to figure out the growth rate and approximate right. from years how many people are moving down in the area, how All many kids are having birth, and stuff like that. If they have 25000 on average, the park works, the money works. But I, I will tell you from firsthand with my son living in Channel Side. Now, I, I never really went up to Tampa. There was no reason for me in, unless I was going to Amelie Arena to right. see a game. I, I didn't really. That was it. I'm going to the ball. I went to the Amelie Arena. Uh, right back on the And then I went back. But now that I'm visiting my son more oh, regularly up there, man. why? Because it's a happening that area. That morning, you and I went up there for breakfast and a Sunday football. We went to that, that cool uh it was like a reconditioned, yes, uh, renovated uh, warehouse. Warehouse with all those restaurants and and, and places for breakfast. Which, I had that Cuban breakfast sandwich. I didn't know where they'd eat or just make love to it. I did both. Channel side, it Ybor is a, City. It's talk all, about a city on the edge of explosion. Yeah, because they have. It's weird. You know, you're from New York. I'm from Chicago. I don't remember seeing dirt lots still unbuilt in Chicago downtown. Tampa is like the town. They started to build it, and then they like let it. Well, Go it's, or it's back. It's it, back yes, in a big way, baby. A big way. And your son's right in the heart, the epicenter of it all. And boy, where his his condo looks out, you literally could look to the right. There's the ice palace, and the new ballpark would be on his left. If Stu doesn't see what he's missing out on, I, I really have to hope that somebody shakes him and go like a local guy like Vinick or somebody says, Stu, you do you understand what you could have here? Doesn't eighteen. 18- or 20,000, how many sellouts Amelie Arena has had with the Lightning? Five years, six years All right, so, I mean, that's telling you. They're getting, filling up 20,000. The Rays can't do that at St. Pete. You bring them to Tibor City or that surrounding area, Channel Side, they should get 20,000 every game. I I did the numbers. I told you the numbers. I'm sick of talking about 600,000 people in Pinellas County. Where they sit in Tampa is access to four counties of four million people. Those numbers don't lie. So let's hope. Plus, plus, as we said, especially on weekends where you might have the day off, the next, with the surrounding area, you get outside the ballpark at Amelie Arena. I think a casino down the road. You, you got Channel Side. You walk to Channel Side. It is literally two minutes away walk to Channel Side now with restaurants and bars. And, and you can the get Florida on the aquarium and get to Ybor City in five minutes. You got the aquarium. You got the boatyard. How about this, Jake? How about you going out on a cruise on a Thursday? You go up Wednesday, you watch a ball game, you stay overnight and hit your cruise ship the next day. There morning. you go. I mean, it makes so much sense. It's stupid. And how does a billionaire like Sternberg think that Portland, Oregon is going to offer that or Norfolk, Virginia? I'm wondering as the clock ticks, because what was the uh, the, the, the the begone date? 2028. Was, was 2028 is when they had uh, definitely how, but they were talking about this happening with Montreal in 2024. So oh, every single is? season, the clock ticks. Now, every day the clock ticks. Will they be talking about this year? Will it be brought up again, or are they going to just let it lie dormant I, until we get closer? I couldn't believe that he brought it up in spring training because on the Pat Donovan had him. He went right to it. He goes, I'm, I'm really looking it's, forward it's to it. It's a big story. I mean, that story's dead. The Players Union would never approve it. Major League Baseball. Oh, you're talking about Montreal. Yeah, the players would never approve a two-city team where you got to up and root and halfway through the season move to another country. You would think not. No, and for the record, they, Montreal deserve their own team. They don't want a half a team either. But why do they want to give a team that failed miserably? Yeah, they did fail miserably. Uh, maybe they had a bad park in the bad part of town. Dude, this that was a, a dump. You want to talk about Tropicana Field being that Olympic Stadium was I know, a. My son's remember the wazoo. Uh, 
I would sit in front of somebody and I have to wrap it around their neck. But it's not like the Cleveland Browns who lose a team overnight. You know that city is going to support a football team, so you bring it back. Right. You know, the St. Louis Rams, that's another story. It wasn't great support. Would you, they ever get a ball? You, know, you would think they would be able to support a team like that, but it didn't work out well. Maybe they would get another team. They even brought it. They even built them a stadium, the RCA Dome. But they'd be on their third football. You don't get three. But Montreal <laughs> getting a baseball team again. I died. Well, don't, I what don't, other city in in, Montre- in Canada? Why do they have to get one? Regina, Vancouver. The Regina slots. Oh, Vancouver's a huge, huge sports town in a big city. You know, I, I, I fancy myself pretty knowledgeable when it comes to maps and you know, uh, geology, if that's the word. Geography, or, uh, geography, geography, geography. Yes, not ling- English. Are there two Vancouver's? There's a Vancouver, Washington, Probably. and there's a Vancouver, British Columbia. They're not on a border. How are there two separate cities named Vancouver? Am I lost here? No, there's. Am a, I having a stroke? There's a bunch of cities in our country oh, that are named. There's a big the Vancouver. There's a big Vancouver. Obviously, the Canucks, where the Canucks play. Well, Is I, that in British Columbia or in the United States? Obviously, no, that's in Canada. British Columbia. Well, what the hell's going on in Vancouver, uh, Washington? I don't know. I don't have Wi-Fi to look it up. Oh, God dang so, you. I just, I mean, I, I, I'm not the most intelligent guy. I rely ah. upon Google for my expertise. Well, we try to get through this together, man. I had another point, and I can't remember, but it, I can guarantee it was good. Well, we got, I mean, that was a quick oh. 45 minutes. Well, we got, to the, we got to the heart of the matter. And hopefully this will be aired, and hopefully It'll people air, will baby. hear this before Saturday and come out to see the Rays and the Braves at the Braves' new ballpark. I'll tell you what. In the seventh inning stretch when I sing Take Me Out to the Ball Game. I'll have this up and on the air tonight, and next week we'll have some video cameras. And not only will we be on YouTube, Jake, it's not that hard. We'll go live on YouTube and record it so people can watch whenever they want to because I got a newsflash. A Saturday last night I was in the Sports Jokey Studios hanging out and getting things back together. I've had a very, very busy week, but very productive. Um, that The show with the, just the, the the iPhone camera with the fisheye lens, it through the board, it sounds and looks just as good as anything else I see on TV. Whatever you do, whatever you decide to do, I trust you. If it works, fine. If it doesn't, it's fine. If it doesn't work, you just sit and judge. The most important thing (laughs) is that we uh, are heard orally, verbally. Oh, I got an announcement to make, Jake. Through our Spotify, through Anchor uh, Podcast, I put an ad on there just for the Anchor Podcast system, and then they make you eligible. We're up to two dollars and seventy-two cents, my friend. Two dollars and seventy-two cents. Yeah, Where's we get my share. We get. I haven't got the check yet. <laughs> okay. We get a. I think ten cents for every hundred plays. So we're getting. We're getting some. Starting to get some listens, buddy. I forgot to tell you about that. It says your wallet. It says two seventy-three. I go. What? The, what's that? Do they throw, throw you? Well, I, I've seen things on YouTube where they have millions of viewers. Why can't we have mu- millions of listeners? Well, we're you, a damn good forty-five minutes to an hour when we're actually up I on know. the air. Well, that's the whole. That's the whole trick to anything, isn't it? Get people's eyes. Maybe you and I can make a movie, and if nobody sees it, it's we Look, sit there and eat it. Noah Holtz Bard is basically the same thing as Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's anything and everything right. goes. It's all about nothing and something. I was to say we could bring in some kooky characters, but I don't know if we could fit any more in here between you and I. It's just Three people's a disaster. It's a Especially disaster. then you have Fernandez in here, and then you want to just quit radio altogether. <laughs> Alright, Jake. Well, enjoy your weekend, and man, I'm going to try to get down there. Well, I, a, I want to see the Braves' new stadium. I'm excited about it. I think Northport's a city on the on the edge of explosion. I'll, I'll let you know if you're not there. Plus, oh. um, hopefully I'll have somebody videoing me doing the, oh, please me do. the ball game, and I'll post it on Facebook. Oh, I know. Like I, I did remember. with my Jake steak. I, re- oh, I love the Jake steak. Thank you. I think you should stick that for baseball as well. 
It's too much work for my son. It's too much work for my son, and he does a great job. It's just too much. The the point I was going to make and forgot. I was on in Port Charlotte visiting my daughter. Yes. Sternberg. Part of the plan is if they do move to Montreal to move spring training back to St. Pete, but you're just going to stick a knife in the back of Port Charlotte, which has exploded on one thing: the Tampa Bay Rays being down for spring training. You remember when the Rangers were down there? It was a ghost town. Yeah. They have restaurants, bars, hotels just line that street. And don't tell me that the Cleveland Indians in Northport are going to bring that kind of crowd. When my kids played high school baseball and AAU traveling team baseball competitively, they played games at McKechnie Field. They played down in Northport where the Rangers were. Right. And those stadiums have now been, as we know, renovated, refurbished. And they are unbelievable. I wish my kids had a chance to play in them now. Oh, really? You boys played at McKechnie? When I was my senior year... Junior year of high school, I'm sorry, my freshman year of high school, I played for a Christian baseball team because they needed players. So I was 13. The rest of the kids were 17. Our home games were at McKechnie. And during spring training, we sat for two different games with the 81 Pirates on the bench. I sat next to Lee Lazy, Willie Stargell. You know, like the movie that Bad News Bears were sitting on the bench. That was me. The great, I great, got a single. great teams. I got a single on a Major League Baseball field and stole second base. That's what? See? Yeah, that's something to tell about. It tell really is something about. to tell about. And I was all of about 85 pounds. And everyone else on the team was about 180 smoking cigarettes. They're like, kids, I was not that big as a kid. All right. It's my time is up. You close it out. I will talk to you during the weekend. I will let you know how the thing goes at uh, at Northport. I forget the name of the Atlanta Braves Stadium. but Oh, it's Cool It Now Field. That's it. Cool It Now Field. And I'll tell you what. They're getting some big crowds down there. I proposed the name Jerry Royster. Jerry Royster Field, but they shot it down, I guess. Well, maybe you have to take me out to the ball game. They'll call it Jake Jacobson Field. Jake Jacobson Memorial Field. As he, Memorial means I... I know. He, he drops in the booth. He died doing what he loved. Thanks. He'll live to be 140. For Jake Jacobson, I'm Ozzy the Sports Junkie. Go to OzzySportsJunkie.com. There's all kinds of fresh new stuff. I've got new pictures, info. i got a running scoreboard at all times. So OzzySportsJunkie.com, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. See you next time right here on the Ozzy Radio Network. Is that everything? Is there anything else you would like to add?
The regular season game in the history of the New York Mets. Brought to you by Rheingold Extra Dry. Tonight, the New York Mets meet the St. Louis Cardinals right here in St. Louis. Lindsey Nelson, Ralph Kiner, and I are on hand to bring you every bit of the action. Yes, sir, the New York Mets are on the air in their first great season. Manager Stacey Single will have Richie Ashburn in center field leading off. Felix Mantilla will be at shortstop batting second. Charlie Neal at second base batting third. Frank Thomas in right field batting cleanup. Gus Bell in right field batting fifth. Gil Hodges playing first base batting sixth. Don Zimmer will be at third base batting seventh. Obi Landrup behind the plate. Obi will bat eighth. Pitching and batting ninth. Veteran right-hander Roger Gray. For the St. Louis Cardinals, and they feel they have a team that will be a strong contender for the National League Senate. Kurt Flood will be in center field leading off. Julian Javier at second base, batting second. Bill White will be at first base, batting third. In right field, batting cleanup, Stan the Man Musial. Ken Boyer will be at third base, hitting third. Many also in left field, batting sixth. Gene Oliver, catching, batting seventh. Julio Gotai, D-O-T-A-Y. Gotai will be a short, batting eighth. Pitching and batting ninth, Larry Jackson. Well, we are about to be witnesses to history and the making right here in St. Louis as the New York Mets become a reality. And the National League now is back in New York after an absence of four years. 